I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's <laughs> Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. Now, what was making you just giggle? You. Why? You tell James to push the button, and James said it's pushed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. I was like, yeah, I love it. So we have actually lost count. Is this episode 12? This is show 14, Daddy. Show 14. Show 14. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez, once, once, trece, catorce. Ah, we are at okay, so for all of our uh, Spanish and Latin brothers and sisters in here, we got that. Someone said to me today, bonjour. I heard that. Bonjour. Do you know when we were over in, um, where were we? Was it Switzerland? We were in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And I kept calling down to the front desk at the hotel so I could hear them say, Bonjour, mademoiselle. I would say, bonjour. <laughs> and that's all I knew, but I enjoyed every day while I was there picking up the phone, just picking up. Hey. And they would say, bonjour, mademoiselle. And I would go, bonjour. It's the little things. I'm it's like. the little things that make us smile. That's it. So today, we're going to talk about, you know what, daddy? Let me back up. Yes. Hi, daddy. Hey. Okay, so we always must speak to each other, even though we just left the house together. We just left the car together. But the elevator, it's yes. For presentation purposes and just overall politeness. How you doing, mama? I'm doing wonderful, baby. How you feeling? Super fantastic. And how's everybody out there feeling in Periscope land? And somebody said, go international, baby. My husband is from Ghana. That's what's up. Ow, get that. Get it. Yes. Ooh, ow, ooh, ah. When we go to Africa, and we're going to get into the show, but this is just something that was on my spirit because I say this on stage at, you know, the comedy shows. When we go to Africa, I've asked Robin mm-hmm. because Tommy and I have already agreed we're going to the bush. Okay. And, you know, we're going to do the traditional African dances mm-hmm. with the sisters in the bush. Okay. Now, the sisters in the bush, they have their breasts out. They yeah. don't have no coverage because that's the natural thing in the bush. In the bush. We've asked Robin mm-hmm. to come along uh-huh. and dance with us in the bush right. when we go over to Africa. Gotcha. What you say? Right. I kind of assumed it was no based upon the way her face looked when you— you are posing those questions. That's not what she does. That's not what I do. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to have my girly things out in that way. Completely exposed. They're private. Well, it is here. Like culturally here, this is such a. I um, show you my girly things. You, you're right. Culturally, okay, right. So that, that has. That's what I'm saying. Though they private. Now, if I'm entertaining, hey. 
Right, but hear me. Okay. <laughs> right. When you entertain it, the, the, the hey, privacy wall comes down. Don't. Hey, let them out. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, when we go over to Africa, it's not even so much about it being private. It is being one with the culture. And what's going to happen is, I'm trying to tell Robin right now, they're going to get her. Because all of us going to have our, our titties out. Except for Robin. Right. Then they're not going to appreciate that. Right. All of all, all of ours. And then she's fair-skinned, too. Oh, okay. Then we over there. Okay, chocolate. Fair-skinned. She ain't going to take her titties out. Like, her titties too good to be out. Hey, well, I'll put it to you this way. If your titties is out in the bush, because of technology, <laughs> the titties going to be out in the States. You will be in the That's bush with I'm your saying, titties out man. on YouTube. Monique dances with titties out in the oh, bush. Man. Her and Tommy. Yes. See Robin hidden. She won't do it because she fast skinned and her titties are better than y'all's. Pearls and feathers and beads. (laughs) As long as I got permission from my man, okay? Like, I'm not trying to go to the bush and just pop my titties out and my husband don't know that I'm going to pop my titties out. That's not what I do. Baby, they're your titties. If you're going to pop them out in the bush, (laughs) you go ahead. You just be all right in the bush, okay? (laughs) Pop your titties out. I'm going to pop my titties out in the bush. Right. You know, what what do like, I say? Who am I to whatever, hold you back from popping your titties out in the book? That's what we all do. We right. just say, okay, Monique. Right. That baby said, my titties too little. Let me tell you something. There ain't no two t- titties too little or titties too big when you're in the bush of Africa because they're just titties. Right, baby. Ain't no such thing as little titties, mean titties, or big titties. When you in the bush, they just titties. Just like the tire place. It said just tires, it's just titties. Well, wait a minute. Just titties. So don't. this is to speak up about her breasts so she didn't feel uncomfortable about it, which leads us into Come on. the topic of the day. Bring it in, in reference to standing up for others because people want to believe that they can't do it, but we must stand up for them. So what is it, mama? Tell them. Are you that type of person that when you see an injustice being done, because it doesn't affect you directly in the moment, do you speak on it or do you turn your back to it and say that has nothing to do with me? Shorter version being, do you stand up for others? <laughs> do you I gave stand you up LP, for others? Uh, no, that's all right. I said, okay, look, she keep rubbing me and touching me. Say it's five minutes. It's five minutes. It's that five means minutes. we got to say we love them. So for all of our babies on Periscope, we want to thank you all for joining us. But right now, we get ready to sign off from you, babies, because we want you to actually listen to the show on Monday. You can sign on at midnight Monday, all the way, you know, all the way up when That's the show right. will be available. But this show topic is what, Daddy? Tell them. What did you say? What did I say? Because I forgot it. Tell me. Do you stand up for others? Do you stand up for others? Now, think about that, babies. Are you the type of person that if it does not affect you directly in that moment, do you walk away? Or do you say, because I see that it is wrong, I must say something? So y'all make sure y'all join us Monday to find out where this conversation goes. Please. My name is Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we'll see your Periscope babies on Monday. See ya. That is, Daddy. We get good that with that. We get good with the auto. My name is Monique. And my name is Sid. Nee. Sydney. So let's get in it. Get it. Do it. Okay. But what made us have this conversation, Daddy? We were discussing an individual who's a very cool dude. And we were having a business conversation regarding finances and monies. And this gentleman, just to set up the stage, happens to be white, male, gay. And we were having conversations regarding sticking up for 
individuals when you see that what they're being offered is not indicative of their value. And his approach at that juncture was, that's just not something that I get involved in. I know what the business is. And you you and I know, and we know that it's a racist business that we're in, but that's just part of it. I don't like to get involved. And it spawned Monique and I to have the conversation with him in reference to, well, as a man who is gay, how would you feel if individuals who saw the mistreatment of individuals who were gay just stand by and watch it because they felt like it didn't concern them? Part mm-hmm. of the reason why we did the movie Blackbird, though it didn't concern us directly, it was a concern for us indirectly, though directly at the same time, because these individuals that happen to be gay, we directly deal with on a daily basis in our lives, we as people. So to stand back and watch the dismissal of a group of individuals who were valuable enough by the universe to be placed next to us, so why wouldn't they have the right to be able to live and make decisions for themselves as we do? And we kind of share that with him. And he said, going forward, I kind of look at things in a different way. And this is just the the expedited version of the con uh, of the conversation because there was some back and forth. But at the end of it, there was a level of resolve when what simply put was he began to look at things in a way in which if he was sitting in the seat of someone being mistreated, it began to seem a bit more attractive to have some people on your side who may not be effective to be able to employ a level of reason on those who are on the side of the people who are not on your side, but they're saying you need to think about what you're saying because that doesn't make sense because it's coming from someone who they believe they can respect that doesn't have a proverbial dog in the fight. And it got us to thinking about the daily lives that we live, how oftentimes people say within the community, don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. It, it don't concern you. Uh, snitches get stitches. And all kinds of, which to some degree would imply that what is right pales in the comparison to the rules of the street. What is right pales in comparison. Pales. Pales in comparison to the rules of the street. Mm-hmm. So the rules of the street is snitches get stitches. Right. That's the rules of the street. Mm-hmm. However, the morality rule, the ethical rule, is to say I know you snatched Miss Brenda's pocketbook because I saw you do that, James. I saw you snatch her. Yes, yes. And look, James looked up like I didn't snatch Miss Brenda's damn pocketbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I saw you do that. Right. So do I not say anything? Do now, Miss Brenda saw me watching you snatch her purse. And because I'm too scared to get stitches, do I not say nothing? Because the next day it may be my mother mm-hmm. or it may be me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is that thing that keeps us? And I know you say street code, but is street code a ridiculous code? Street code, I, whatever one believes in, they believe in it for whatever reason. And at the very least, to approach it humbly, you have to say they have their reasons for believing it. So for me to call it ridiculous 
in itself would be somewhat ridiculous. It's reality-based because when individuals talk, they have been known to get stitches. Oh. You know, when people have spoken up, <laughs> they have been known to get hurt. This, get is, not, this is not folklore. <laughs> this is not something that does not happen. Oh. People actually get killed for saying stuff that um, they should not have said and or should I say get killed for speaking up on behalf of other people. This is what makes uh, it less attractive <laughs> to, to speak on behalf like, of other know, people. You know they shot the shit out of Bob. They shot the shit out of them. Or <laughs> you lost your job or you were uh, on the same list that that person was who was uh, uh, cast to the side, now they're put on because you're trying to protect what is right. Mm-hmm. So they're pitfalls against that. So this is the reason why we're having that conversation because we begin to ask ourselves, are we living to survive against the pitfalls of doing right just so that we can win? Or do you find yourself winning when you are able to stand up against those pitfalls, which may not have anything to do with you directly, but they have something to do with you if you're saying, I would want to be treated differently if I was in that place, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not going to say nothing, though. But you know what, Daddy? Do we get removed out of fear, too, in losing a position? And I'll, I'll make my point to what I'm trying to say. I remember when I first went to the Parkers. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was so much that I didn't know. I was so green to so much because I was so excited. It was like, wow, it's here. Like that day has come and mm-hmm. I'm on this set and these are the lights and the cameras. And and I remember that we would have this thing called craft services. And anybody in the business know what craft services is. Craft services is a table where you can get all kinds of shit, okay? Every kind of candy, mm-hmm. every kind of cookie, every kind of donut. When I tell you craft services is absolutely ridiculous, it is an adult's uh, child's table because it's absolutely anything you want. So when I started the Parkers, I would see this table, and this table was like a fat girl's, huh? Right. Every time I walk past, I would hear, huh? Because you could just get anything, right. right? So now here comes, we got to shoot the show, right? And when you actually shoot the show, here comes the background professionals. But at the time, they just kept calling them extras. Mm-hmm. And Chip Field said to me, when they did Claudine, she was in Claudine in the scene when they were running up the steps. Mm-hmm. Chip Fields was in that scene. And she said she and some other actors got together and said, what y'all cannot refer to us is is extras, we are background professionals. Get it. So I said whoever came on the Parkers would be background professionals. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chip Fields. So this particular day, I walked past the craft services table, and there was this big sign on there that said, no extras allowed, don't touch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? So right. I went to one of the uh, executive producers, and I said, there's a sign on the table that says no extras allowed. None. Don't touch. None. Now, all the executive producers on the show, which they were brilliant, they were all people of color. They were all African American people. Mm-hmm. So the brother I was talking to, he, I said, "What does that mean?" He said, "Oh, um, that's just for the cast. Can't no extras. They can't have none of that." So I said, "Oh well, what do they eat? Because they're here all day like we are." Right. He said, "Oh well, their food is over behind the bleachers." 
on the table. So I said, okay, so I, out of curiosity, I wanted to see what their food was that they would have to put up a sign on mm-hmm. our table. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. So I go around the bleachers, y'all, and I see there's a table with, you know, the big coolers they have at football games where you press the little button to get the juice out mm-hmm. of it. I don't know mm-hmm. what you call those. It, was it igloo? Right. It was two of those, and it was cookies just thrown on this table, just like, y'all take the slops. Mm-hmm. And that hurt my heart so bad because I looked at the executive producer and I said, brother, are we now treating people like that? Because remember one time there were signs up for us that said, don't touch, blacks not allowed. Mm-hmm. Now we're just calling them extras? He was like, well, Monique, that's just what it is in this business. I mean, baby, don't get caught up in that. I said, listen, we're going to have to take that down because that's not right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not right. And even though it didn't have anything to do with me and, and because I was Nikki Parker, you can have anything. But I'm like, y'all, those people are here longer than we are. Mm-hmm. And they have to stay when we go. And you mean to tell me the only thing they can have to eat is some cookies thrown on the table and some lemon water? So then he comes back with, oh, no, they can have dinner when we break for dinner. But here was the kicker in that. No one could eat until we ate. Right. So now you got people standing in a line waiting Mm -hmm. till we're served. Mm -hmm. What does that sound like again? I'm like, how now do we do that when we know the treatment that we received? And I wasn't trying to step on anybody's toes or or pull no star power. It was just like, y'all, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And we make that division when it's unnecessary because out of fear, no one would say, that's simply not right. I don't care how it's done. And, And to the defense of that situation, it's understandable why you may be in a position to eat first to get in and to get out because they know you got to be out there first and it's important to be in front of the camera. But for the duration of not having proper food and things of that nature set up for them, it's one of those things that it falls back into. um, When you've seen this happen again and again and again, it becomes an accepted behavior. And sometimes it takes individuals, which which is why it's always the the kids that are changing the ideologies that have been formed for years. It's the new blood that comes in and sees it, and it was new to you, so it looks strange. But to somebody who had been doing it for 20 years, Mm -hmm. that's just the norm. No harm is meant, but that's something that an individual who believed in these hierarchies in terms of power, and there was a level of concern that they didn't have because they're just filling in the background. They're lucky to be on the set. They they should be lucky and happy just, and not thinking that just because an individual is happy just getting by in a situation, which is them ultimately counting their blessings, doesn't mean that you can't do better by them even though they would accept less. And the world that we live in is of such where it's about let me gauge what you're willing to accept. This is why when I watched the guy from Palm Brokers, uh, what is his name on the History Channel? I like the ones that part. Like with the yeah, I like daddy. because he will give Chumley. Not Chumley. I know, but not Chumley. But that's the first name that came that to mind. The is, daddy. Yes. The daddy. The father. So it's like. 
he will give people and say to them, no, you're about to cheat yourself mm. if you give me that for this amount. And he'll get it appraised and give them a fair deal. Rick Harrison. Yes. It's like they, from what I see, represent how you want to be as a person because they could take advantage of the individuals. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now, when I watch my man, um, the Detroit Pawn Show, that, yes, what, that guy, what, he'll go in the back. He'll be like, this is a face from the Ming Dynasty. If we can get it at a good price, it can be worth millions. Okay, what is it going for? Okay, about $799,000. he will go out there. Okay, you're asking for five hundred. Would you take fifty? <laughs> right. You'd be like, wait a minute, what? But you know that you know you cheat. Would you give it to them for? They want five hundred. You could really say, well, this is worth yes. a lot of money. Yes. Let let me do this. Yes. Let me give you ten grand, or let me give you what it would take in order for me to receive a profit that's fair to you yes. because you're about to cheat yourself. You yes. don't even know what you're getting. That, in a, a sense, is standing up for others. But sometimes in the midst of standing up for others, it's not the individual who is about to be cheated that we have to stand in front of. It's the individual that's about to do the cheating that we have to stand beside and say, why don't you do right by him? Mm. Well, why don't you do right, Bob? Because when it's your friend Come on. or you're on the side where you're trying to get the great deal, you need somebody by you and or you may need to be that friend, that person that's able to say to them in the fell clutches of circumstances, I know you could take advantage of them. But you know the universe is watching, right? How about this? How about you give them something that's fair and you get the profit, too, as opposed to... I want it all. I want it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is the reason why we're in the situation that we're in as a as a world. Because, again, we say things that lead to uh, uh, separation. Like, God bless America. Mm. God bless America. Like, Really? You know, there's some other continents around and places around. What about the world? God While we had, I mean, we could be big and say the universe that we live in, but you know, who says that? It's not enough time in the day to get all of that out. Well, let's start saying it then, Daddy. But you say, plus the world. Because, again, in that, you're kind of standing for. Everyone, because we keep saying about how great America is and how this, that, and it. It's like, listen, the reality is there's a level of if this was a test that we live in in America, if it was a test, then would we say that we've we've done great or we've done okay? We've done okay because to be great, women aren't going to be second-class citizens. To be great because of the color of your skin is not going to dictate the amount of money that you get for doing the same job as maybe your white counterpart may be doing. So great. If we want to serve our egos, we'll say great. But if we mm. want to be realistic and say in the grand scheme of things, if it was a test, it's okay because it's too much greed that's taking place in the world that we live in because you have people that think that 
because there are others in this world that need assistance. They're the one that's bringing the world down. Everyone needs to go for themselves and be self-sufficient. That's the goal. But how can you not stand up for those who may not, for whatever reason, be self-sufficient? How do we not find a way to make sure that they're okay too? That's standing up for individuals when you feel as if it has nothing to do with you. But your car was broken into because they thought you had something that was of worth. But if they were financially okay, what's ironic is they say from a cultural differences that studies have been done, they will say that uh, people of color, when they steal, it's typically due to uh, uh, the usage for money or to get in something for an addiction or something. They will say that Caucasians will steal because sometimes more so for sport. Not just the financial game, but for the sport of it, like yeah. the girl who was the entertainer. What was her name? Uh, the baby that the, wore the big coat in the store in Beverly Hills? Because you know, I, no, was it Winona? Winona Ryder. Right. So it's up like. Up there putting shit up under her <laughs> coat. You're so, like Winona. So when you make it a world, when you make it a world where people are able to eat, then it reduces an ind- the individual's need to steal. Mm-hmm. And need to take. So it's like it's so many forms and shapes that we can stand up for other people. But the question is, are we willing to do that? You know what, Daddy? So I want to uh, uh, backtrack on something just to show you when people play it fair and when people don't. Now, when I watch Rick, the pawn show, uh-huh. pawn shop show, when you watch, they're normally laughing. They're normally having a great time. Uh, the sons and Chumley, the granddaddy, it's normally a feeling of good energy. When you watch the pawn show from Detroit, the father always cussing out the son, the son and the daughter always cussing out each other, mm-hmm. the security always throwing somebody out the bed. You, you see the difference in the energy that comes with that. It's almost like I'm going to cheat you because I know I can, but watch how you're cheating yourself. Because when you just watch those two shows, even the customers that they attract, even the people that come up to or, those cameras. Or at the very least, the, the customers that they produce and they that, show. Yes. <laughs> Even that. When you watch Rick and them, it's not no whole lot of drama. When you watch the Detroit Pawn show, they're coming in. I kick your ass. Well, wait a minute. You have not even asked me nothing. you just coming in with, I'm going to kick everybody's ass in here. because. So you just see the difference in energy. So the, the point that I'm making is what I realize is, For people that cheat you just because they think they can, and we've seen quite a bit of that, they wind up getting cheated because no one's strong enough to say to them, you know you're doing this the wrong way. And because you're doing it the wrong way, not only will it affect you, it's going to affect everybody around you. Because universally, you're bringing some energy into our home, our business, whatever it is that you're just trying to get over. Right. And look what's going to happen to us in the long run. We're going to get over, we're going to be gotten over on. But interestingly enough, the individuals behind the door are the ones that end up getting over on one another. They've locked everybody out so no one from the outside can get over. Mm. But the techniques that they use are of such where they're designed to capitalize on one another. Because if you watch how they are navigating, they are typically strategizing 
against one another to get their agenda executed. And I don't believe them to be bad people because you can see at the end of it that they really love and care for one another. But the key is that's what we, in having these conversations, you're trying not to demonize the individuals. You're trying to extract from them the decency that you know that they have because you've seen moments where that guy was genuinely, sincerely uh, sorry for whatever he may have said, the, the dad or come across or the kids. They're just people. Mm-hmm. And this is the technique that they they utilize. But it's like how do we in real time um, stand up for one another? And the, essentially what we're doing is standing up for ourselves or vice versa um, by playing and shooting a fair one. Now let me ask you this. And for those that's listening and for Robin and Tommy T, what happens? And James what happens, because we've been in this position, Robin and I, when you see a fight, you see somebody getting their ass whipped out the frame, and you know that that is wrong. And that's one person, and it's about five people whipping their ass out the frame. And Robin and I, what street were we on? On Landville Street in Baltimore, Maryland. And they whipping this baby. I mean, they whipping him. And there were other adults. Well, what did you do? I'm going to tell you what we did, baby, <laughs> but I'm do? trying to tell a story. <laughs> Kick it. There were other adults out there cheering this thing on. Robin and I got out. We parked the car, got out, and we stopped that fight. And we got that little boy up out that fight and said, uh-uh, y'all can't do this. And we, we ain't say nothing to the adults because they looked like they might slap the shit out of us. So we just gave them an evil eye like, y'all going to let this happen? There it is. So we say to the baby, where you live? We want to take you home. We take him home, and this baby is bloody and bruised. This wasn't no little kid fight. This was we whipping his ass. We ring the doorbell. The mama pulls up the window upstairs on the third floor. Yeah. We were like, miss, we got your son. Like, we, we, we're traumatized. She was like, what has Aston done now? Get your ass in. We were like, did we? Maybe we shouldn't have. Because it looked like he could get another ass whipping. Maybe we shouldn't have done anything so what do you do in those situations and what do you do in a situation where you may see a woman getting beat up by a man what do you do i think every situation is unique and into itself to tell you what you're going to do in every situation without knowing the dynamics of the situation is to speak inaccurately Mm -hmm. so you know i think the way you guys handled that obviously it worked to feel like you maybe you shouldn't have done it because he was going to get his ass whipped Again. anyway. It's like you did what you were supposed to do. It's like it's almost the equivalent of there's nothing you can do other than what you were able to do. Now, how his mother chooses to handle it, that's – but what that does, in my humble opinion, is you may have that flat tire. You may have your jacket sticking out the side of the car. You might be in a situation where you could really utilize someone's help. And that person is there to assist because you were there to assist. So it's not about the immediate gratification of someone's response to you. It's the gratification you get innately without any expression of gratitude being extended to you. Mm -hmm. You've already felt uh, almost like almost like you were treated by the universe to have the spirit that you have to allow you to get out and stop and do that. That is reward enough, humbly. 
but we look sometimes outwardly for more of a adulation, mm. more of credit, more of something where the credit is you've got the spirit that you have and the universe has a way of paying you in spades, but not sometimes right away and sometimes on delay, mm. you know, but nevertheless, it's on its way. The, the, the kids... The kids, I didn't mean for that to okay, rhyme, but sometimes the hip hop, the hip hop will come out me now. Don't make it. Don't call it a okay. Baby, but let it's it go, like, cause you know no, because it. sometimes I want to rip a rhyme up and they may not understand what I'm I'm feeling, okay? Now let it go, baby. Now I'm just saying now. You got something on. You let it go. But, but the boy said one time <laughs> we were we were at this little place called Kids Castle in California. And after we, we were leaving, they were these tickets that they had won. And I said, just give it to that little boy. And they was like, we can cash all he's in. We, I'm like, listen, we rush for time. You talking about y'all want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. There's toys and things that you can win there as well. Now we've hung out here. Things is going differently. Now I think I've done what we were supposed to do. Give that boy your tickets. And they was looking like, all of these tickets to that little boy? Give them the boy the tickets. Okay? Give him the tickets. Watch how happy he is. And he gave him the tickets, and he was ecstatic. And they was happy. They was like, did you see how happy he was? The little boy. So we get the Chuck E. Cheese, and we start playing. All of a sudden, the guy behind the counter gives a $1,000 a thousand not dollar, a thousand point little card, and then Michael finds a thousand tickets card on the ground, and it was like, Daddy, it was just like we just gave the tickets, and you said we'll get it back, and it was like two thousand way more than what they yes. had. Now, was it just dumb luck? Who knows? Or was it the universe from a comic standpoint saying? Here's something for you to see yes. on a smaller level, but it's designed for you to teach your children. And you're not doing it because you may get 2,000 tickets. You did it because look at that little boy's face yes. that you gave the tickets to. That's the gift. Oh. So if you feel more from it, if you receive more from it, that's just the universe saying, here's a little bit something Take more that. for you. Yeah. So... You know, when you say instant, I remember one time I was going over to Tijuana, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You just start off. I didn't think Tijuana was going to come up. Tijuana, right? Going over to Tijuana. (laughs) I was going with uh, this guy, right? And you know how you start seeing signs from a person? You just start seeing these little little red flags, right? right? Right. So there were these... Uh, like y'all was headed to Tijuana. <laughs> we was headed to Tijuana. But there was a Mexican brother and sister at the gas station before we, went, before we got on the freeway to go, right? And they were like, please help us. We have a flat tire. Please help us. And the guy I was with was like, y'all, get away, get away from the car. Get away from the car. So when he got in the car, I was like, why were you so... Neat? He was like, no, you got to watch them. You got to watch them because they be trying to be slick. I said, but no... That was a man and a woman just saying, please help him because they got a flat tire. He was like, no, nah, I don't get down with them like that. Okay, I don't want to push it because I know it's going to become an argument. So, all right, we get to Tijuana. We park at Senior Frogs at the parking lot. We then go do what we do. Dan, if we didn't come back, was the tire flat as hell on that truck. 
just just I mean, I mean I'm talking about as if the universe said that's how you want to treat my children. Watch this trick. I'm not talking about no flat where you could drive it. To I'm the, talking about flat. I'm talking about the down rim is to on the, the ground. All I could do was stand there. That's all I could do was stand there and and look like. See, you told them to get on away from here. I don't. You gotta watch those people. Now we're in Tijuana, Mexico, with all of our Mexican brothers and sisters. We speak not a drop of nothing, and we're down to the rim. Well, you can't I want count you to, to see this, fix this trick. <laughs> I said, well, at least you okay. can't count to 14. What I could do was smile real nice and say, please. Right. And they probably looked and was like, somebody help her. Because, yeah, but just that moment. And here it got crazy. We had to get in this guy's car. Like, we had to get in somebody's car and drive to go get a tire. We don't know these people. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. But I was saying to him, do you see how this, do you see just how quick that turned? How quick that turned? Well, now we got to get in somebody's car. Not help us change. We got to get in somebody's car. They could have done anything. So what was his position after that was said and done? Well, he was having a hard time with drugs. So I don't think he still got it. You know what I'm saying? I still don't think he uh, really understood The moral of that story (laughs) is don't try to give a moral to a story to someone who is giving you red flags on the way to Tijuana who may be on drugs. That was the moral. That's the the moral. Like, did he get it? Hell no. (laughs) No, I don't think he did. But I got it. Okay. That's that's all that matters on that. That one. So it's like, no, I, I I was like, wow. And you know how you feel bad because you feel like you was a part of something, but you really weren't? It was like, damn, did you, did you talk to them like that? So it's just, it comes back instantly. Even when you don't think it does, it comes back and it bites quickly. Even sometimes when we, I think, don't get involved because we think it doesn't involve us, sometimes the way it comes back to your children, to your spouse, yeah, because it's like, oh, it had nothing to do with me. But now you got a child that's going through that exact same thing. And they've watched how you, they're learning from you how you operate. So, again, the very people, uh, you know, I've watched shows where there was this guy, he was a rapper, and he was trying to impress, obviously, it appeared, the cameras by having one of his boys that worked for him make him look like the ultimate flunky. And his boy went along with the program because that's his boy. He know him. You could tell he loved him from back in the day, and I'm overlooking this. Kind of like how your boy Mr. Bird was when he watched James Brown. Mm -hmm. It was like, I love you. I'm going to overlook the madness, but you tripping right now. Mm -hmm. But then later on, this same guy, you got a chance to see his demise and how things transpired for him because nobody would pull him up. And tell him, listen, that ain't the way you do your man. When it's your man, your man's supposed to tell you, hey, dog, if we supposed to all be thorough, the one thing you can't do is talk to me like I'm not thorough. Because what you've made it seem like I'm tough to everybody except to you. And this individual, as luck would have it, was as big as a minute. So it wasn't like he was some imposing figure or character. It was just an individual that because of what he had, what he did, the, the fame and so forth, people didn't tell him the real, which subsequently none of them have a job anymore because he fell off to a place where 
I can't afford to pay anybody <laughs> any monies for the job. In fact, people are not hiring me the way they used to because they say that I'm problematic. Well, gee, you know what I mean? It's like had someone had shared with me initially that I was being wrong in the way that I am, maybe this could have saved me. Again, I blame you all because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they don't want to take responsibility for their ways. But sometimes it's helpful because people honestly don't know and aren't thinking about. They are looking for you to give them permission to do the right thing. Mm. As crazy as that sounds, they're giving you, they're looking for someone to give them permission to do the right thing because they've seen the wrong thing be done so often. And they may have questioned it too, but because everybody walked around like it was normal to have cookies and waters for the extras, well then, it's normal for them to have cookies and water. I've seen that myself. They, I remember doing a movie where there were individuals in the movie that were supposed to be homeless and posing as gang members, extras, and it got to a point where, or background professionals, huh, <laughs> that you like to call them, but the background professionals, because <laughs> they don't give a goddamn where they, their money's right. They be like, give me my check, give me my money. I was on there. They synced me. They synced it. I take that extra. But it got to a point where we were at a function and the people that were the gang members and the homeless people were saying to the individual providing them for food, that ain't what we really are. That don't treat us like. Come on. That ain't, we ain't really homeless. We ain't gangbangers. You ain't got to be ducking. But this right here is some bullshit because this right here is cookies. And it wasn't no lemon in the water. Mm. It was just you had some water. And yes. this was before, this was before like Cass just bringing out bottled water. This was just in the thing where you assumed it was bottled. But they had ice. Yeah, it's yeah. a cooler. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. But it was accepted behavior until somebody new comes in and says, hey, listen, why shouldn't gay people be allowed to get married? Why shouldn't the LGBT community be allowed to be patrons in any store and not refuse the right of service simply because of their sexuality, questions about their sexuality as it pertains to your religion? If your religious beliefs tells you that you should not be a homosexual, then who does it tell again? You. you. Then don't be a homosexual then. Don't you do if it. If you don't believe it. But please, if you would be so kind, allow that gentleman and that gentleman and those ladies over there to be who they choose to be because nobody wants to be stopped from who they want to be. They just want to stop others. But at times, sometimes we should stop others from being from allowing others from doing what they want to do to others if it stops others from being who they want to be, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. And you know what, too? I love to see people do it right when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it because everyone's looking. You're doing it because it's just the right thing to do. And I think that's what makes the difference in character with a lot of people. 
that I'm going to do it right now because the cameras is on me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as these cameras go off, I'm a hell on wheels, and everybody know to really know around me, don't fuck with me because I'm that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, And you can get a reputation for being um, difficult yes. without individuals ever saying to the world, this is what makes them difficult. They have a problem because they keep standing up for people because when they see others getting treated unfairly, they get pissed off about it. Doesn't that make you mad? Yes, as hell. Like, doesn't that make you mad? I'm mad because she has a tendency of standing up for others when they get mistreated. What kind of person is that? And that's the that's a that's a ratchet bitch. That's the kind of person it is because when you and, 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 and I'll say this too for the folks that's listening to personalize it mm-hmm. because there have been times where I've not I no I had to even when people say that's not your business I was obligated to do it I was obligated to say that's not right right and I think people will say, Monique, but would you still do the same thing knowing the effects that it's had? Even on my career, mm-hmm. on our career, mm-hmm. you know, where people say, oh, oh she difficult, they difficult, but they never say why. And if they ever finish it, what they'll say is because they will not allow anyone to be bullied around them. They won't allow people to be disrespected around them. They won't allow people to be mistreated around them. No one ever finishes the sentence. However, if I was put in any of those same positions again, I would handle it the exact same way because when you think that no one's watching, you're always being watched. Mm -hmm. And for whatever that higher entity is, when it comes time for my day, I don't want that to say, you know I saw you when you saw Robin step on that $20 and you knew it was Pam's. You know I saw that happen, right? I'm like, yeah, but that didn't have nothing to do with me. It could have been Robin Jenkins. Why are you getting off the cocaine? Got be Robin Lee. Well, damn. But it's like you know, I don't, I don't want that to come to surface. Exactly. And the thing is, we oftentimes, we oftentimes worry about being judged by that higher being. But if that judge is in us to some degree, which it would imply, then the real judgment is going to come from yourself mm. because this is the reason why. People will pretend in the daylight but are unable to sleep at night because of the things in which they've done because they're judging themselves. The reason why people don't live the best life that they can live, it's not because of others judging them. It's others suspecting that they're being judged and they're the, the, they're the judge and the jury of everything. So ultimately, the, the, the key is we may be the judges, if you will, of ourselves. The true. And if we are, how do you want to look at yourself at the end of your time for doing and saying or not doing and saying? But with that being said, we're at that time. Yeah, Daddy. Oh, well, we're wrong. I'm okay. looking at it wrong. Uh, no, no. My bad. No, no. Yeah. There it is. Well, that's why you keep track of time. Need a time tracker. Cool. You know what, too? I think that when we say, will you do the right thing even when it doesn't involve you? Mm-hmm. And that can really be challenging because, like you said, people can lose their life. 
people can lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. However, are you that person that is strong enough to say, even if it costs me my life, this is the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And it'll cost me my life here, but I'm going somewhere else. But even if it costs me my job, this is the right thing to do. And having the feeling of, because I know I've done it the right way, I'm going to be okay. Is that difficult in the moment? It is. Mm-hmm. It is, especially when you're saying, I'm going to stand up for somebody on this job, which where I know if I say something, I'm going to lose my job. Or well, it's a good chance, but you realize that if you do lose it, if you stick together, you got a good fight against what you're dealing with, but the key is will you stick together? Because there are those moments, too, that you run the risk for standing up for others who, once you stand up for them, the battle you're about to partake in on their behalf, they're not willing to partake mm-hmm. in on their behalf. You see individuals out there that are white that'll stand next to people who are black for Black Lives Matters, and you got black folks that wouldn't stand out there for black folks for Black Lives Matter. So it's not about the way somebody looks. It's not a, about what religion someone is. It's just about what type of responsibility that you take upon yourself as an individual, what type of pride, what type of respect, how you want to be treated that's going to dictate under a set of circumstances how you respond to it. Are you going to allow yourself? Are you going to stand up for yourself? You know what I mean? Much less stand up for others. There's a a, a friend of ours who had been, who, who is known for being one to stand up against others, but because of the difficulties that they've had along the way in standing up against others, had essentially said some things that were inaccurate just to get along with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now I registered. (laughs) To get along, to get along, to get along with another individual. And when they said that, I said to them in real time, I said, now, you know you wild, right? (laughs) You know you wild. You know you saying this friendly shit about this cat, and you know it's some BS. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes you just got to be diplomatic. I'm like, yeah, I can appreciate being diplomatic, but you lied (laughs) to get along. And that's different. So so a month goes by and I get a call from him. And he says to me, because he's the consummate gangster, real gangsters. Real gangsters will tell you when they did it right, and real gangsters will tell you when they did it wrong. He called up and said, hey, look. Hey, look, motherfucker. This is what he said to me. Hey, look, motherfucker. I'm going to tell you before you can even get to me. I fucked up, okay? <laughs> I gave him props when I shouldn't have gave him props, and I knew it was messed up when I was doing it. I'm wrong, but I ain't going to wait till we end the conversation three minutes, five minutes to bring it up with some small talk. I'm starting off with, I fucked up now. <laughs> Go ahead and say the things and don't tell Monique, okay? Because <laughs> I know she going to get me. Right. Right. And I never got you. And I know you listen to the show every Monday. That's what your ass get. That's now what you get. we told you. We said you are going in here. You know the wolf is in there. Wolf. You know the wolf. But you come in there. W-U-F. The with wolf. With sheep's clothes on. You know it is. Right. You Land know it chops. is. 
nah, 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 boo, boo, you didn't want to listen. But no, I digress. Because I, okay, bam, in your face. Because I wouldn't want anyone to say, nah, 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 boo, boo, somebody got you to me. He would say it to you, though. (laughs) He would say it to you. He one of them type of people that he could get away with saying that because this is how we roll. That's It's real talk time yes. with this cat. So it, it's like had to say it. You know, we hope today that when y'all listen and, and the question is, do you, do you, uh, do you, yeah, do you stand up for others? Because I want to take it to a paragraph and my boyfriend won't let me. Do you stand up for others? Because you never know when you may need someone to take a stand for you. And it's not that you walk around with, I'm doing this only because I'm going to know I'm going to need somebody. But think about it like this. If you see an injustice going on, if you see it and you know it's an injustice and you know that your voice can make a difference, Use your voice because you never know when an injustice may come your way and someone else's voice can make a difference for their voice to be used. So it's just a give and take in this whole thing. It, it is, I want, what, I want someone to give to me what I'm asking someone. What I'm, I want to give to someone what I'm asking them to give back to me. Mm-hmm. And that's simply if we treat each other in the way of you dropped your money. Thank you, baby. Just like the other day at the movies when that lady said you wouldn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say shit till you said something. So I'm wondering now well, in my mind. I saw it. <laughs> she might not okay. suck to be brought it up. She took your charm at the airport. She sure did because no one said you lost a charm. She said, what, you lose a charm? Well, how you know? Uh-oh. Yeah, she said, did you lose your charm? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, was, I just thought you were talking about something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. specific. Right. Yeah, you lose your charm. Right. right. Somebody <laughs> took it, took it all. So yeah, I think that's just the whole basis of the show, though, Daddy. I think you're right. And regardless of how we define ourselves, we'll say black people. Yes. We'll say white people. We say Latin, Asian, big people, black people, fat people, small people. It never removes us from being universal beings, mm-hmm. not just Americans. You know, it's it's deeper than that. Yes. It's like we are amongst a many a being that ex- coexists with us. And if we were somehow uh, better than it, we would live above it as we know that there are other entities that live above us and come and visit from time to time. But that's another show. That's another show. Because they show that, up. That's another show. But yeah. And show off. But at the end of the day, what we will be protecting are universal beings. And since we are that, when we remove the that ego, when we remove all those things that separate us, and you say this is just another spirit in this universe with you, how can you not protect it? But also protect the individuals that's looking to impose the injustice. Because there's a level of protection that you just put over someone and says, let me bust a cap in his ass. Please let me bust a cap in his ass. It's like, wait a minute. If I stop you right now from busting a cap in his ass, do you know you won't spend any time in prison? That's protection that I'm laying over you. Bang! Oh, see. <laughs> now, I can't do nothing for you now because you done shot Trevor. But I done gone. I took it too far. But at the end of the day, you get my point. 
it's like you're not just protecting the person that's standing there to be imposed upon, but you're also looking out for that person who's about to be the perpetrator <laughs> of the imposition because they're going to reap some negatives <laughs> from doing some wrong. I'm laughing because sometimes people don't understand in the business, or they didn't understand initially, why Sidney was around. Like, oh, he's around to protect Monique. And he would always say, what y'all don't understand? I really got to protect y'all <laughs> from her because if you get her wrong. <laughs> right, right. Y'all going to need me to, yeah, you're going to need me to calm her. Like, so. Right. Are these calm words of on you. Right. Let me let me have the conversation on behalf because she loves people. She really does. But what she dislikes is when the people that she loves begin to act ugly. And sometimes she's unable to articulate that in the manner in which her heart really would like to. And I believe I can do that for her so I can again protect her from imprisonment. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair? No, Daddy, I don't think I would get them to the imprisonment. I don't think so either. But they I would detain you momentarily. <laughs> they would lock me Not in prison at great length, but just detained momentarily. <laughs> okay? Oh. oh, what was our show today, baby? Tell them. Come on. Don't keep it a secret. Tell them. How, for others. Do, do you, you stand, stand up, up for others? others? Baby, do give it to them. Do you simply... Do you stand up for others? Somebody is beating me up. You trying to beat them. Okay, so me and Rodman have had a conversation. And my sister said to me, listen, I hear all that shit about not getting involved. And I ain't getting involved. Nobody's situation. If you see a man putting his hands on me and you right there and he getting the best of me, what am I supposed to do? That's different. We going to whoop his ass. That's different. And I'm going to apologize Later. To Later, but we're gonna whoop his ass. Yeah, but you know, you know her. Now, if you should see I'm, me, I'm saying, listen, no offense, now, if y'all ever in any kind of run down, slam it down. You, well, I, I get. You supposed to well, first say, of all, I apologize. I don't understand how you gonna it. jump on me because I'm probably gonna need the help from the beginning. So y'all just gonna start banking me from the jump. No, this, no, y'all gonna start banking me from the jump. Up. No, this situation. But you is already the best know she would get the, the best thing, of me. She would probably, she would, <laughs> you already but know she that. She would probably want to fight me for hurting you. I'm saying that's I why I'm saying you can't, you can't do it because I'm gonna need a friend. Somewhere. Tommy. Somebody <laughs> called the police or something. Listen, on my this, is what, this is what, okay, so real real talk. This is what we're going to do. And wrap it up. Right, because you know uh, my boyfriend ever, never, never, ever. Never, ever. But if you. Uh, now, listen. Come on. If I was in the situation. Yes. And you was present. Yes. Okay. Yes. And. I don't care if I'm winning the fight or not. Come on, come on. If this monkey put his hands all the way on me, talk about and it, and you don't help me, come on. I'm going to have a problem. We gonna talk about it later. Like you ain't have to stab him like that, but get him off of me. I'm gonna tell you the help I'm gonna do. Okay, because there will be no bloodshed. Mm-hmm. We're not going to jail. But what I'm gonna do is listen. If he on you. Right, if he got you down and he get the best of you, I'm gonna lean all my weight into his back. Into his back, huh? but he's on me. 
listen here. It's going to let you squirm your way out from under him. That's why the exercises we're doing right now is important. Because if in the event we are faced with that, you can squirm yourself up from under him, and we're going to get him. I'm putting it out. We're going to get him. Yeah. If y'all can see the look on Sydney's face right now. Don't put your hands on either one of us. I just like your plan. Your plan sounds a little shaky, but I'm with y'all. Okay? It's just sounding a little shaky. Y'all might might want to define. You might want to define your roles a little bit better in the organization of that. And one of my friends told me that they would not get involved in in such a domestic situation because I might get mad at her. For doing, for, for helping to protect me. Right. I'm just like, are you crazy? I don't listen. I'm going to help you, and I'm going to harm him to make <laughs> him stop. I don't mean any harm. However, at the time, I'm gonna do everything I can to say stop, stop, stop. But you now stop, stop it. Listen, stop it. Right. Get right. your hands off of her. But and now I'm, he done lost his we, ability to feel. <laughs> And he and his woman are if back together. Now to she's later, not going to speak to you. He can't feel no more. He can't feel. You didn't have to cut, but you go because you go too far. You cut him down in the kidneys. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to. Let's do wrap that it up. We gonna wrap it up. But I wanna give. I wanna give a shout out to my mother. Give it on this conversation right here about when you're in a domestic situation. Now my mother ain't no yeller. She ain't gonna raise no voice. She ain't gonna pop off no whole bunch of shit. Right. But this day I said, okay, gangster. So this was one of the times me and Calvin had a good one, right? We didn't have our pay-per-view monthly fight. And this particular day I had to call my mother to come over there. And Calvin coming in and out of the bedroom just talking crazy. Just like when I come back out in that living room, I'm kicking your ass, right? So I'm going to get up off the sofa because now I want to be like, well, let's do it, right? There was a vase that sat on the table. My mother picked up the vase. And she put it down by, the, by her side. She said, if he comes out here, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to buzz him. And upside the head and with his face. I was like, yes. Now, at this point, I'm like, Calvin, bring your ass out here. <laughs> bring your right. ass out right. here. But right. he must have saw that face down by side my mother. Right. Was like, right. I'm not doing that. So my shouts out to you, baby, for that one right Shout there. Shout out to you for that one. Now, that was when you were supposed to calm shit down, but you want to jump it off. So sometimes with this, the more of this story is, be careful who you get your advice from, because now <laughs> she will jump it off. Y'all, okay? I was 20. Okay. I'm 48. Okay, I was 20 years old. There it is. I was such a younger woman and was just so stupid and foolish in my thoughts and how I executed and handled things. But when we were just speaking about your girlfriends getting involved, I just wanted to shout out to my old girl to say, Alice, you did that. Treat people the way you want to be treated. We want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank you so much. We want to thank you all for joining us today, baby. And just remember what you always say, Daddy. Take the best. And leave the rest. And the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. My name is Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we will be joining y'all next Monday. Take care.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.